We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Welcome back to another episode of Hard Reads. I'm TK Breezy. It's Austin. What's going on, guys? Um, well, today we will talk about uh, well, we'll talk about what we can do to keep Smash viewership live as we're not really doing tournaments right now, and of course um, the stuff that's going on with NYNJ and their locals, and then uh, the Twitter questions. I'm TK. This is Austin. Austin, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Big chilling. Um, so yeah, first, uh, I guess we'll, it's what we can do to keep the scene alive. I know a lot of people are like, oh man, there's nothing really to do with Smash. You know, everyone's just doing first to tens. You know, online tournaments aren't really hitting uh, that much. And honestly, man, there, that really is like the answer. Like there really isn't a crazy amount you can do with Smash now that I think it's going to get the tournament viewers going. But the stuff that you can do will be the stuff that you're seeing right now. And I'm, I'm sure that people are interested in seeing first to tens. Uh, I'm sure that some of the non-quarantine people could probably make exciting sets like uh, like Mars and Light. You know, if they ever hang out, they could probably do some exciting stuff first to tens offline. Uh, I think that top players could do like character guides. Or like you know, insight insight to their own matches and stuff like that. That would be pretty good uh, content for uh, YouTube and stuff that um, I guess lower level players would probably be interested in seeing and things like that. Um, but overall, yeah, I feel like it is very hard uh, for people to put out like tournament level content. Like that's not gonna that's not gonna happen anymore. There isn't gonna be any exciting you know MK Leo. 
uh, versus Mars sets going right now uh, because I mean, who cares? people are definitely going to be downplaying online, but also just it just doesn't feel the same, you know? Yeah, um, it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, predicament, right? Because I feel like in Smash, especially the viewer base of Smash, they when they're just watching people stream from home or just stream casually, I don't think they care about who's the best right now. They don't care about who's the strongest player, who's going to be winning stuff, who's winning matches. I think they want someone more casual. Um, I was looking at the viewership of Smash like during the day, during day streams or whatever. And I'll see someone like Void streaming, who's probably like one of the most notable players that's like live at that moment. And he's like the third most viewed stream, which is good. Like he has almost a thousand views. But then I'll see someone that I've never even heard of who is like I watched him for a bit. They're playing with like items on online that has like way more viewers. So I, I, I think it's just the viewer base right now just wants to watch funny stuff happen or wants to watch you know, like 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 more laid back stuff. They don't really care about who's the best currently. It's not like a traditional fighting game like Street Fighter where people want to watch like Daigo do the training lab for hours on end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that might have a factor well, into it. I feel like I feel like uh that's one of the biggest issues though, is that like yeah, we have a you know, we have a decent training mode now with all these training mode mods and whatever, but still like that's not I I, as a viewer, I don't care to see that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to see, like, like I, it's not, if I'm, like, learning that character, then sick. You know what I mean? If I'm in East Sam stream because he's doing Pikachu shit that I need to learn, then sick. But if if not, you know, I'm why am I there, basically? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that sucks. Uh, you know, that sucks for it, a lot of people. Because I feel like in, in fighting games, like, all that game theory and stuff is really important. Um, and most people can run a stream like that, but like, oh, uh, I'm doing the same combo over and over because it's actually super hard combo to do, but it's like the most rewarding combo, blah, 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 all that good stuff, because that combo never changes. You know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, three electrics, if I can do my electrics perfectly, that's going to hit on any opponent, uh, but in, in Smash, uh, those three electrics could get DI'd out or some shit like that, and now I can't get that uh, same punish. So, I don't know, man. It's like, watching a live stream, to me, isn't that entertaining? Uh, unless I am learning specifically about that character, and that doesn't happen too often. So, I mean, yeah. it's just... That, that's the, I think that's the real issue with Smash and the fan base, is that the fan base doesn't care about the other casual part of the game, which could breathe a bunch of life into this game, and that was what basically Nairo was doing at the time, you know, before things happened. Uh, he was, you know, he, he actually did a lot of that casual stuff. He was doing the, like, the Nairo bets at all thing, you know, um, a lot of items, uh, play and all that good stuff. And, like, people watched, but I'm sure that his viewership was never higher than when he would just get on to, like, For Glory and just dumpster a bunch of people, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, it's hard. I think it's hard. And I think that, as Mayday said in the chat, the best thing most people probably do right now is, is definitely work on their personal brand. Become mm-hmm. more, less, more than just a player and become, like, a personality. Become an entity. And honestly, maybe even not even just focus on Smash, like, out outbrand yourself a bit especially during these current times you know yeah. as everyone knows smash's online is terrible it has not the greatest online compared to like literally every other competitive game out there but you know like if you are going to stream smash like i am i'm the same i'm in the same boat as tk where i want to watch stuff to learn like that's like i want to see them do really sick cool plays but a majority of that fan base is kids man like they just want to watch funny stuff 
So yeah. maybe you should go play a you know Fall Guys or something. You know, like there, there's an example of a game that people have been jumping into, and there's an example the whole uh, thing with Tim the Tatman. You've probably been noticing where like he can't get a crown. He finally got it today. And nice. people loved watching it because he sucked at it because he was losing constantly, and that's what people watch. Like they don't, like uh, like uh, some people, you know, uh, uh, like the more casual people, they want to watch this guy desperately try to get a crown but can't get it. But meanwhile, there's all these other players that are probably like godlike at Fall Guys. They're probably the best that are not getting nearly the viewership he was getting. He, he peaked at like three hundred and seventy thousand. Nice. And is not the best player whatsoever. So it's not about being the best. Being the best is what gets you noticed and allows you to start building your brand. But I don't think just being the best is good enough to be consistent. Yeah. Unless under special circumstances. Yeah. Well, um, you know, speaking of, I guess, you know, Nairo and whatever, we can talk about the NYNJ thing. But I think that's since that's your area, you should probably lead that conversation. So what's going on there with the TOs and stuff, bro? Um, so basically, uh, the Tri-State just released, it was either last night or this morning, um, they released a document online that talks about basically all the TOs in Tri-State. It's not just New Jersey, New York. It's also like Maryland. Not, not Maryland, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Boston, uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, all those places up there in the Northeast. Um, and it, it, it's it's pretty much just like... Sorry, someone's knocking on my door. Um, it basically, it, it's a document where people have put out online where uh, they can see uh, what they're doing to help make the future tournaments a little bit more safe, a little, a little better in terms of like all the coming outs coming out. Because like everyone remembers like the big names that got outed uh, back a couple months back, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of smaller names, especially in the tri-state area that came out with stories. So they had to like make a message about it. So all these TOs made their own judgments for their series. If these players can come back or not after a year, how long is their punishment? Is it just a couple months? Is it multiple years? Like there's, there's a lot going on. So the the thing that really sparked it though, was there was a tournament third sports, uh, third esports, something like that. Third, they decided to, if you look at the document, all of their bands are like, they, they, not was banned for a year as an example. But then, like, Ace Attorney is three years. And so it just doesn't really make sense. And it's it's ca- catching a lot of uh, flack for being very lenient about very serious issues that they've done. Because a majority of the tournaments, like, you know, they make it indefinite. Like, they're banned for good. And they're also making waves and trying just to make the tournaments more safer. Because they, they released a document. Not a document. A, a video. Uh, where they had some uh, people come on, like experts in the field, talk about mm-hmm. how to make the space safer, what you can do as a person, as someone who witnesses this happen, like what's your best course of action to do when you see it happening? How can you yourself be aware of things that you do that make other people uncomfortable? And they've, they've just, it's been like a huge step in the right direction, in my opinion, in terms of like trying to address that stuff. And I'd like to see other regions apply that. Yeah, well, I think currently um, they're they're like a the, that the idea that what they're doing up there is like I see that they're trying to at least set some standard because right now I mean it seems like it, as far as the Smash community goes and everything that happened with being outed like not everyone has spoke up so you know you got bigger places like Two GG they've banned like a bunch of people you know there's like that mm-hmm. list is everyone is just you know banned indefinite. 
or not, as it just says ban. It definitely usually means like ban until further notice, which usually ends up being a long, long time, uh, or until it's actually talked about and given a number. So, uh, but they did something. But there's like a lot of other areas that just really haven't really said much, and I guess people are looking for them to say something, especially in these areas that have a high population of people getting outed as you know abusers or predators or whatever they've been outed as. So yeah, New York, New Jersey being one of the areas where there was a lot of stuff that came out. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they made the right move, but I don't really think they made the wrong move either. I think they're just kind of like, we, we need to see what happens after the year. Like it's out there. The information's out there. They could extend it whenever they want. Backlash is definitely going to be uh, a thing. But at the same time, like I wouldn't see, I saw this, uh, I saw this on Twitter, uh, some of the comments. It was like, regardless of the band number, these people probably don't want to go to anything. Like, right. Like they're they, no <laughs> one's gonna welcome them back. So the ban could have been three months, and I don't see you know Ace Attorney trying to go back to well, unless she's you know unless he just wants to live on the bright side of things. I don't see Ace Attorney trying to like go back to a, a local right when he gets banned, or not really going back to a local right after he gets out of his ban. Like that, your rep, your rep is going to follow you for a long, long time. Uh, and even if you wait until the next game, people are going to be like, isn't that the guy that got banned from this game? Like, it doesn't matter. So I think that is enough of a deterrent without even putting a label on uh, the ban to, for people not to, I mean, they're like effectively banning themselves. You know what I mean? You, a lot of bad uh, stories came out about you. You had no defense to it. That is like, you know, you're done. You're done basically. So I don't know, man. Like it's, it seems like a lot of, uh, you know, being up in arms about things that, like, I understand why you should be up in arms about, but at the end of the day, you have to look at it in the bigger picture. Uh, regardless of what the ban is put out, these people will probably not be coming back, like 90%. Yeah. Like, sure, they will not be coming back. I think it's to I thought, send a message. Yeah, I guess so. I saw something else about Chia, too, that they were saying that, like, there's a bunch of other people. You know, we're talking about safety and inclusivity, mm-hmm. but what have y'all done to the people that have harassed Chia? And I thought that was a pretty good point, too, because Chia has definitely had to deal with a lot you know, right. um, and I feel like a lot of that was swept under the rug. Like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, oh, like, you know, no one did anything to her physically. So, you know, whatever. But like, it's not, you know, you guys made full like to a discord channel just to shit talk one person. Like that's that's like big bullying. You know what I'm saying? So so I, I don't know if anything's going to happen with that. But if something did, I wouldn't like be upset. You know what I'm saying? The best thing about the document was at the end, they mentioned that, like, this is just the start. Like, they plan to continue updating it. They plan to continue looking into stories. They put a a, a tip line where if you click on it, you can submit a completely anonymous tip about something you saw or something that's happened to you. And then they can investigate it. So that's it's a step in the right direction. So, yeah. like, even though, like, I, I agree there, like, I, I remember seeing those messages Um that got put on Twitter that about people just attacking Chia and it's just yeah. it, that stuff's disgusting and the fact that they're allowed to continue with n- no harm like, like with, with no repercussions is awful and I think right now the TOs were just kind of focusing on the big ones right now and they're probably going to keep moving on as they as the problems arise it's really difficult because nothing's happening offline so like when do these bands start you know like yeah. when, when the is is like that. For instance, when people say they banned a car- uh, player for three years, does this start when offline's pick back up again, or now? Like th- that was kind of unclear. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from Thera One CBD products. 
started by Dr. Jason Wersslin, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with a revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created a TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts in the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm to for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragon.com slash blue wire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragon.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragon.com slash bluewire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite device, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. I saw another thing. Uh, <laughs> it's like a funny topic, but I saw another thing, uh, just kind of talking about like top players and all that good stuff. That there was mm-hmm. a tweet that came out recently that got a lot of uh, traction. That was like one thing I've noticed about the Smash community, or just in general, was that top players only hang out with top players. Uh, doesn't seem very inclusive. Uh, I wish you guys would stop putting top players on a pedestal. That works yes. in in any uh, capacity of groups. You don't. Like, when you're in high school or whatever, the football players hang out with the football players because that is who they spend most of their time with. You know what I mean? And you don't, as, you know, a nerd or as a band person or, like, a science person, be like, man, I can't believe those jocks only hang out with other jocks. Like, I, you're, you only hang out with other science students. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's their friend circle. Like, stop putting these people on a pedestal. Like, oh, just because he's a top player, like, he looks down on you people. Like, the thing is, that they spend more time with other top players because that's who they end up seeing in the tournament longer. Of course, you know, Nairo or, or, or let's say Mars, I guess I got to stop using Nairo. Mars uh, isn't going to hang out with the, uh, you know, Grandmaster ZSS 5000 who he's going to 2 in every tournament because he's not even in the tournament for long. That, might, that guy might go 2 and go home and then Mars is there for the rest of the day. So he ends up hanging out with everybody else who's there for the rest of the day. Those being like light, being like Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying? Like, other top players who are still in the tournament. It really, I don't think anyone looks at people. Well, I don't think anyone of like any decent human being is looking at people that is like, wow, that guy only goes 0-2. Definitely don't want to hang out with him. Like that's not how that works. It just happens to be that that top player is in tournaments way longer. You're not. They end up like associating with someone who was also in the tournament way longer and they practice and shit. Like that's all it is. Friendships are made from how long you spend around uh, people. Like, I mean, commentators hang out with a lot of commentators, but I don't mean I like every commentator just because they commentate. And I have a lot of uh, top player friends, too. I have a lot of O2 friends. Just depends on if we have the same interests. You know? Yeah. Like, stop stop making it bigger than it is. No one's required to be your friend. Like, that, too. <laughs> like, like that, that's, just, that's just pretty much the summary. And like you said, they, these people see each other across the nation, too. Like, when they're traveling. Like, the person that's going O2 at a local... 
they see like once in, in a blue moon, you know? So like they have more time to establish that relationship. Also, it feels like tournaments are more like, um, I, I like to compare it to like, not, not a temple, but, or a religion, but it's, it's like you, you prove yourself by being good at the game. Right. And because you did that, it's almost like you're establishing kind of like a hierarchy based on like, oh, you're really good. People respect you. So people will want to talk to you more because they want to learn more about the game because you talk more because you're both trying to learn off each other. You find out that you have other interests. Thus, a friendship is born. So it, it, it's that simple. Yeah, stop know. making it bigger than it is, man. Y'all be, yeah. y'all really be trying to like run that. Like, just top players are so evil, bro. Like, nah, it's, it, bro, it's so hard for a top player to like try to become friends with someone who is not known because you know they're like, it's like trying to become friends with your fans, right? Like, it's there's like this barrier of like, oh, are are you just trying to be friends with me because I'm super popular or like they have to play those mental gymnastics so there's a lot more to it than you guys think just just chill out on that yeah anyway man let's get into these twitter questions uh up first we got weeaboo says if a new young player if a young new player wanted to enter the smash scene with the tag of zero because uh they are a fan of code geese uh how do you think the smash community will respond there are already other zeros so it's fine yeah, yeah there's, there's actually already, a lot yeah, there's that's not that's a very common tag. Uh, just happened to be zero. That zero got very popular because he was really good. So I mean, you may not even get noticed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you might have to defend yourself a lot. Yeah, I did this before. I you know before zero was zero, whatever you want to say. But yeah, just I don't think anyone's gonna come at your neck for it. Yeah. Uh, real, realistically, um, see, Steve says, how do you feel about brand Twitter singling out streamers? It is is it always beneficial? Example, Tim and Fall Guys. I mean, I guess it depends on the brand and what they're doing. Yeah. You know? The the Fall Guys Twitter is kind of a cool example because it, that it, because Fall Guys comes from an indie development studio. They can do whatever the hell they want. They can tweet. Yeah. The, the, there's no, like, PR, like, training or whatever, like, that a lot of these AAA companies have to do, like Nintendo or Square, um, Ubisoft, like, any of those. Like, the, they can literally just tweet whatever the hell's on their mind. And yeah. they saw that them targeting Tim was gaining them traction. So, of course, they're going to keep pushing that. And people were enjoying it. So, like, I, I think it's totally fine. It's, it's, it's obviously, you can, there probably was some little bit of discussion there where I think, like, you know, Tim the Tatman's a pretty easygoing dude. Like, I don't think he'll take offense to it. In fact, he was helping build his brand. So, they were, they were like, helping each other, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, and, and, and Tim the Tatman is, at the time, is probably bigger than Fall Guys. So, no, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, Fall Guys is gaining a crazy amount of popularity very shortly, but you know, we got to figure out how long that's going to be. So, right, uh, this more could games. be like a quick boom and a quick fall. Just needs more games, man. More mini games. Yeah, um, but you know, I've seen some of the other ways with like uh, was that Trout and, and uh, Cash App? I think um, I, I didn't really like that one too much. That was kind of. Uh, that was kind of weird because, like, it's it's basically the rich get richer. You want to like they cash app or or whoever whatever that uh, was that gave him money. Uh, they gave him they gifted him thirteen thirty seven uh, subs. Shroud is already a multi millionaire, bro. Help out a like mid high or mid level streamer if you want to make a, a statement because that just uh, I don't know. Like, well, I, I don't even know hear about of, that. Yeah, bro. I don't. It was that's thanks, weird. I guess, but like, yeah, I just don't really. 
I don't really get that one. But then again, I'm also like a mid-level streamer. So like maybe, you know, I don't get the marketing aspect of that. And I, I will find out, you know, later on, you know, uh, just maybe I'll get some type of deal like that. Or maybe I'll uh, end up working on some team where it makes sense uh, to be reaching out to like big people like that. I just, to me, I feel like if you were going to be like, yeah, we're helping out streamers out here, I would help out like a bunch of mid-level streamers, not just like one top-level streamer and keep it mm. moving. So anyway, uh, KJBT70 says, uh, which characters do you think get the biggest buff from online play and which characters get nerfed the most? I think uh, the biggest buffs go to like zoners. So, you know, Simon Richter's uh, Link, Zelda. Zelda. Uh, and then the biggest nerf probably goes to Sheik. Poor Sheik. Yeah. Just like in my you, opinion. I mean, the character requires a lot of technicality. So when yeah. you add in a couple frames of delay, that can really mess with it. it like, look at Void. Even Void tries, and sometimes it just doesn't work out for him because it's online. So Yeah. I might bring back my Greninja, by the way. I haven't played that joint in a bit. I forgot uh, about that character. Yeah. Yeah, I've been after I started playing Sheik so much, I just kind of stopped playing Greninja. But you know, Greninja's the better Sheik. Just just play him. Chill, bro. You know that's not even true. Anyway, what you what? Not true. Not true. Anyway, uh, results. How does how, no no not true not true not true not true. Anyway, okay okay. How does uh, Zylo Funk says how does our community uh, communicate concerns with glitches and errors to the devs of the game? There's no specific feedback form in Smash. Is that a fair share of glitches we hoped would get fixed? Should there be a community effort to push more direct line of communication? I don't really know how to answer that because Nintendo would do whatever they want, but it does seem like they notice when we do large level complaints about certain stuff. Mm. Like usually large complaints or large um, like backlash for certain characters will get characters nerfed. I don't know if it's directly because of us, but you know, in history, we, we have seen the nerfs happen to the characters that people have complained about quite often. Uh, even if it isn't enough, at least there is something put out there. You know, you think about Bayonetta who came out completely broken. I'm sure if no one said anything, I'm not sure what would have happened to Bayonetta. I don't know if they would have just left her in the game or not like that as is. Or uh, does um, does like Sakurai watch tournaments, you know, blah, 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 all of that. And he's like, wow, that actually looks very unfair. Let me nerf that. Or does he actually like, you know, get some type of translator to read him, you know, prominent tweets and stuff about like characters and things like that. And go off of that. I mean, it took a while, a long, long time, but they finally halfway fixed Marf Sword. So almost, you there. know, yeah, we're we're getting there. I feel like a lot of the patches are based around Elite Smash too. They they've talked about they got on record like they look at win rates. Um, yeah, Elite Smash and that helps them influence their decision. Uh, John's ninety eight says, which character in Ultimate do you see the most hidden potential in? Toon Link. That's a good answer. Um, I feel like all the other potential I had, all my other answers are like, there isn't no hidden potential. It's just no one's playing them. So like, yeah. I would say Greninja, but you know, we already know that Greninja can be good. Just there isn't really a lot of Greninja players. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's how I feel about Marth. Like, I think everyone knows that Marth can be good, but like, there's just no representation of the character. So I'd probably go with Marth. Okay. Uh, Bruce Man, Bruce Man X says, "Do you prefer spaghetti with or without meatballs?" Uh, I'm a with meatballs person unless it's spaghetti and meat sauce. Then yeah, I just I want I mean I want the meat there, but if it's meatballs or meat sauce, then it's fine. Wait, so you you can't have meatballs and sauce at the same time? Is that what you're saying? No, meat meat sauce is like when you take the ground beef and like you know oh. ground it up and whatever and then you put the sauce over that and like mix it up and whatever and then that the sauce and the meat are all in one but meatballs 
or it's like you get the spaghetti, you get the sauce, and then you just add a couple meatballs on top. Oh, okay, gotcha. It depends on the meatballs too. Like you get those Swedish meatballs from IKEA. Yeah. Those things, those things slap. You just you just yeah. throw throw them in the microwave, ready to go. Uh, it depends on the quality of the spaghetti too. Like if I'm going to like a very fancy like Italian restaurant, uh, I probably I, want meatballs. I, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 I, I, I want the off- I want whatever's the most authentic there. So if they're like a spaghetti yeah. meatball place, then I want that. But if they're like if they're like known for the best meat sauce this side of the Mississippi, then I'm gonna eat that. So yeah. <laughs> Facts. I do. I just want protein. So I'll take whatever. Uh, Smash Brexit says, "Who would you invite for your perfect eight-man Smash Fest?" That's a dope question. I, I don't. I can't think of eight people off the top of my head that I want. Uh, probably my three best friends and um, and uh, damn, I forgot the commentator from uh, New England. Ken, player. You're talking about Hazmat. Yes, and Hazmat. He's, he's, hazmat is great practice. So uh, so basically, like, Coney, Hazmat, Marcus, or Pink Fresh, and whoever they decide to bring. Osti La Vista, you know, bring him to the table, you know? Oh, it's almost like I said my eight best friends. Anyway. What? Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I would just invite whoever. Uh, I'd, I'd want good players there so I could actually, like, get good practice. Um, I like playing with the uh, the shit boys from New York, actually. Because they're really uh, good. They, they play Max like is actually really good practice too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Max, yeah. Dre. Um, I, I I play with Toronto Joe. Like those guys, they're really fun to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorrow Six says, "Is the crushing look of disappointment that people have when Master Chief doesn't get in worth Master Chief not getting in?" Uh, where did it start that Master Chief was getting in though? Uh, I, I feel like something. Wasn't there like a theory like a year ago about like, oh, it's time because Banjo's in Smash, Microsoft and Nintendo are working together. The next best thing, Master Chief, he's coming. And I, then, thought, uh, that's, I thought that's what we got, though, out of that was Banjo. No, they, they were going to get a second one because, you know, we have like five uh, okay. Capcom reps. So, yeah, OK. All right. That's I mean, I don't think he's coming. I'm about I think that's why the theory yeah. is there. So. That's fair. Well, we'll. We'll see, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was that? Cray A says, how do you feel about uh, the community is affected by Corona? Oh, how do you feel the community is affected by the Corona and the sexual abuse allegations that came out during it? Also, what can be done to create a safer environment, both in terms of cleanliness, cleanliness at tournaments and safety for our minors? Uh, we have talked about that extensively throughout a lot of mm-hmm. uh, episodes. So I'm not even going to, I, I don't want to like long answer that question, but I will short answer and say that if you go back through our, the histories or our hard reads, you can find a lot of answers through there. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the topics are literally in the thumbnail. I'm sure that at least one of the topics is something like that. Uh, Corona has definitely affected us deeply because we can't go to tournaments. And as far as, you know, making sexual uh, or making tournaments safer for minors, uh, we've got a lot of ideas about that already that we don't know will be implemented or not, but they have been talked about before. And cleanliness, just y'all need to take a goddamn shower, okay? And wash your hands. Wash your goddamn hands, dude. Like, uh, that's yeah. it. Um, Curiosity Man says, non-Smash related questions. Why do mosquitoes even exist? What good purpose do they serve? <laughs> That's actually a good question. I'm actually going to Google that. Bro, like... What good do they, aren't mosquitoes they, do? They're just a parasite, aren't they? Like, they, like they're, they're, they offer no pro to existing. That's that's what I was raised to believe anyways. Uh, mosquitoes, what are they good for? Here we go. Um, mosquitoes... They're food for fish and other insect predators and birds, and they pollinate plants. 
Huh. They pollinate plants? I I thought that was like the bee- I thought bees did that. I mean, they're not. They, it can't be exclusive though. I'm sure there's something yeah, else I, there. Yeah, I'm sure, but I just didn't. I just didn't think mosquitoes were. I thought mosquitoes were literally just there to like suck your blood. Mosquitoes, which are mostly feed on plant nectar, didn't know that. I thought they were definitely just blood suckers. Are Same. important pollinators. They're also food source for birds and bats while they're young as larvae and are consumed by fish and frogs. Uh, they could have effect further up and down the uh, food chain. Okay. What, that, that was a BBC.com news where the headline was, Would it be wrong to eradicate mosquitoes? All right. <laughs> All right. What? Well, I le- learned something today. Learn something Same. today. Yeah, I mean, you know, they always say if you you learn something every day, that's that's my factoid. Wow, they do spread disease too. Lyme disease, that's you know, nice. Eradicate them. No. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Eden Penguin 007 said, "Do you enjoy Dungeons and Dragons? And if so, what do you think about homebrew creations? Don't really do Dungeons and Dragons, so sorry, brother, can't really answer that one. You never played D before? Nope, don't like long campaigns or anything like that. So you should do like a short campaign, one that's like a one day or nope." Nope, nope. That's fair. Nope, nope, um, nope. I, oh, I know what I like, bro. That's fair. Um, I, I've only played it a couple of times, but it, it really depends on who you're playing with and who is, like, the the dungeon master. And is everyone's, like, cool to have fun. As long as you're having fun, that's what matters. They have the ability to have fun, but the game can become really boring really fast with battles because it's literally just, like, you roll dice, you wait for the battle, you know, the battles to end. The most fun part is literally just talking to people. So I have it. I play, I play D&D. I like it. It's not like my favorite thing ever, but yeah. I, I should I should go back to that. I haven't done that in a long time. Nail a D. Nail a D or Nail a D. SSB says, oh, it's Dylan backwards. Nice. Uh, Dylan Hi. SSB uh, backwards says, if you were to impose a new law that required businesses to pay livable wages, how would you construct it in a way that would make sense? Using uh, it's the right thing to do is off the table. That's obvious. If you were to impose a new law that required businesses to pay livable wages, how would you structure it in a way that would make sense? Damn, that's a deep question, bro. Did, did I just um, get a political question? Like, I, I think I just got a political question. Now. I'm not <laughs> really sure how to answer that. Because, like, the, my, the, the, the first thing that I'm thinking of is to tax the rich more because they have, money, they have disposable money that they can, like, mm. you know, use. And thus, those taxes would go back into, like, I don't know, government programs to help with livable wages. However, the rich would probably find all type of loopholes in their taxes to not do such. And then that program wouldn't work as intended. So I don't that's I don't life. know. I'm not good enough at finances and politics to answer that one. But that's my best to try. At yeah. I honestly I would say the same thing, because, like, you know, a, a, someone who has 100 billion dollars isn't going to miss one billion, you know? Like if they have ninety nine billion afterwards, their their way of life has not changed at all. Not even a little bit. But they'll find loopholes, like TK said. That that's literally just life. People finding loopholes. So, yeah. I don't know. We're we're not trained for that. <laughs> uh, Curiosity Man Two says, "Does it actually matter who gets added into Smash Ultimate at this point? No, I don't care. I don't. We have almost ninety characters. I'm good. Like, <laughs> like to- I'm good. Yo, season three, they just start removing characters." That'd be that'd be dope. Well, that'd be uh, I'd be about that. This character has never been played on or, or gets played 0.2 percent online, so we're going to take them out. <laughs> Just disable the character. Sick. Bye, Duck Hunt. Um, Transient Trans says, if you could trade being a top commentator, to, top top commentator for being a top player in the game of your choosing, would you do it? Uh, cliche F question. Sorry, I would not. 
Um, I actually really like commentary. Uh, I don't like the stress of being a player either. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very like there's a stress of being a commentator, but it's a different stress that I'm used to. The stress of being a player is like nah, split second decisions could could make or break my entire tournament run. I'm good. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like there, there's always a chance to do both, but being a team player seems like one of the most stressful jobs ever, dude. Like like it's just you have to. The second you start playing bad, your menta- you have to work on your mentality and then you have to worry about your sponsors because if you're consistently bad, you're having like a bad time, you get dropped by your sponsors, people could turn on you on a moment's notice. You could win so many tournaments in a row and the second you lose one, you're washed. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's just how people react. And that, that just sounds way too stressful for me. So I'm good where I am. I'm at. Um, we got uh, Taz Dice saying... What is a deep commentator secret that you may have? It's not deep, but y'all really need to learn to love your own voices. Uh, you, you can't you can't be a commentator. And like, you can't do a job where your voice is, like, what carries you and not like it yourself because then nobody else is going to like it. Like, if people are out there hearing you say shit like that, then, like, what reason would I feel like I'm supposed to like your voice, too? So, like your voice or change it, you know. Do whatever works. I love my voice. I'm listening to it right now in my own headset. So all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't yeah. like your voice, you're going to grow to like it because you will hear it a lot. Yep. Um, or if you don't, then you're, you're screwed. Uh, for me, I I guess I would just say, like, learn to love your game. Uh, no one wants to hear you shit talk the game. You know, if you're on the mic, if people are watching this game, odds are they probably like it in some capacity. And they definitely don't want to listen to you bitch about a move. Or a bitch about or, a character. Or bitch about everything. Yeah, just bitch. And sometimes you can kind of get away with it. Like, like we would, whenever Bayonetta would get, like, a crazy combo, me and Connie would always be like, ah, fun and fair. But, like, we weren't like, oh, my God, bro. I can't believe they put yeah. this much across. There's a difference. Yeah, bro. So you got to, like, you can get it. You can get a couple jabs in there. But, you know, don't overall just come on the mic being extra, uh, extra fucking... Uh, negative no one wants that yeah don't, just don't be negative on the mic like enjoy what you're doing be appreciative that you're watching top level play of a game that you hopefully enjoy yeah um we got in tune ss being saying why are we still defending esam i don't i don't know man like i don't i don't know what's going on with that i haven't really kept up i know that like you know he the whole thing with the n-word stuff came out but ever since then i just don't i thought that was like solved but apparently it is not so i don't know what's going on with him but you know i hope that it's not getting too drastic or hectic or you know whatever and he's not like getting like you know ultra harassed or anything but at the same time and if he has to atone for what he said then you know let him atone for what he said i know yeah. that he's said he's apologized a lot but i'm sure that it's not enough for everyone so i don't really i don't really care because at the end of the day he's not hurting me but i get why it has upset other people and so it's not really my place uh to yeah. say much kind of in the same boat uh yeah w- it, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of people digging up like 10 years plus ago posts for certain things because people can change and grow but it doesn't i'm not saying you should excuse what he does but it's I think that's kind of why people just kind of let it fly in my honest, in all honesty is because it was so long ago. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a weird subject. Cause just like TK, it doesn't like, I, I'm not the one that he, if he, for him to apologize, I'm not the one he needs to apologize to. 
So yeah. I'm just kind of waiting for to see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, and then last question we got, uh, Sagan Romeo Patel saying, what are your tinfoil hat theories on the Dr. Disrespect ban? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, my, I mean, my biggest theory was definitely that like, there was like, like he was into some real illegal dark web shit. Like that's where I'm at. Like, <laughs> like that's, it was like, first I thought it was like, all right, man, it had to be like some child stuff, but nah, but then I was like, if we go even deeper, bro, he was into some dark web shit. Like, he was on the dark web. He was he was trading. I don't know. He was trading something that he should not be trading down there on the dark web. And the and the cops finally ca- uh, caught him. I think he broke into Area Fifty One, bro. I think he think did. So? I think he found he found the aliens. And it's just he's been keeping it a secret for so long. Ever since the raid happened, and uh, I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen after that, man. Like like did did he bring them out? Did he bust them out? I think that's why he was been silenced from Twitch. That's my tinfoil yeah. hat theory. Okay. All right. Well, in all of this, we I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he finally said something about it, but he didn't really say anything about it. He just said, like, I had no reason to be banned from Twitch. So I was like, oh, okay, well. That's... It feels like a PR move. In all it did. It still yeah. does. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Um, and then we have two more, but they're they're dumb. It's cereal soup. We answer it all the time. And am I a bagel? I am not. Anyway, thank you guys for watching <laughs> Predi- uh, Prediction Esports. Guys, this will go up on my YouTube very soon, so you can watch the full video. Or or if you just want to listen to it, you can find it on the Apple Podcast and the Spotify Podcast very soon. If you guys are enjoying the content and want to continue to keep up with us, make sure you hit that follow button here. Uh, follow us on Twitter, so that way you know that we are, um, when we're going live, both of us tweet it. Uh, I tweet out the question things, so you can put your questions in sometime during Wednesday. Uh, any final words? Uh, no, dude. Uh, make good choices, y'all. Keep doing, uh, hanging in there, you know? Yeah, make good choices and wash your hands and wear a mask. Uh, until then, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of Hard Reads. Have a good night. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Horry. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.